morning when he was singing that song, I, I know I already told you, and that's fine. Stay there at, at Joshua chapter 1. But he was talking about the name of Jesus and the power over the name. And, and he talked about the woman with the issue of blood that touched the hem of his garment and she was made whole. So I'm not going to ask you, because we're going to look at it here this morning. I'm not going to ask you how many of you are, are keeping up with our reading the Bible through in a year. Uh, I hope everybody is, but we're going to spend some time talking about that this morning. But if you're keeping up and you've already read today, then you know that this morning you read from Matthew chapter 14 that she wasn't only one. Because if you kept up with your reading and you went ahead and got it done this morning and you did Matthew chapter 14, then you know that Jesus, after he fed the 5,000 men plus women and children, sent the disciples on the boat. That's the night that he walked on the water. And that's the night that Peter walked on the water and began to sink. And the Bible says when they got off there that they, they came into the land of Gennesaret. And it says that they brought all manner of sick from all around the region. And they but touched the hem of his garment. And they were made whole. See, if you just get close enough to him just to touch him. I figure if the shadow of Peter passing by was enough. If you just get anywhere, get anywhere around Jesus. Amen. So... We do have, by the way, I want to mention, we ordered the one-year Bibles. I know most of you have gotten them. We, we had about 70 of you ask for one of those. I went ahead and ordered 80. There's a few more on the table here in the foyer. So if you haven't gotten yours yet, get it. It's just the easiest way to keep up. If you didn't order one, it's okay. Go ahead and get one. And if, if you want to, if you got $12, that's fine. There's a little black box out there. You can put your $12. If not, don't worry about it. It's worth investing in you. If you get it, just read it. Amen. So um, this morning, we're going to take a look at a passage here. Y'all already turned. I should have already turned, right? Joshua chapter 1. I want you to look with me at verse number 8. This is the book of the law. This book of the law. Leave his out. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. I want you to underline a word. For then, then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I, I was trying to come up with one of two titles this morning, and I couldn't decide between the two, so we're just going to use both of them. This morning, we're going to look at a resolution to the resolution, just add water. Father, thank you so much, God, for being so good. Thank you for the name of Jesus, for the love of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the salvation of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you loved us while we were yet sinners, that Jesus stepped down to pay the price. God, you've given us a word, God, an anthem, a love letter, a story to hold on to, Father. This is the most precious thing that we have on this planet that we can hold on to is the written word of God. Lord, I pray you'd meet with us this morning. God, I pray you'd teach each one of us. I pray you'd help us. I pray you'd strengthen us. I pray you'd encourage us, God. I pray above all that you'd be pleased with everything that we do. But God, I pray we walk out of these doors a better servant, that we might serve you better. We love you, God. You've been good to us. We thank you and we praise you in the precious, sweet, holy name of Jesus. All of God's people said, Amen. So we are four Sundays into the new year. That means we are four Sundays into all of our New Year's resolutions. Sunday, January 1st, we entered into a resolution together 
as a church. It's what the one-year Bibles are for. The one-year plans was out there for those of you who want to use your own Bible. But we entered into a resolution as a church to read the Word of God together through this year. Now, this morning, there are four groups of people in here. And it is my prayer that God would bless all four groups of people, encourage all four groups of people, help all four groups of people. But, but we'll just go ahead and point them out who they are to start with. Number one, there are those that on January 1st, they heard the challenge, they heard the commitment to read the Word of God together as a church. Doesn't matter if you've read it through 50 times. It doesn't matter if you read it through once, if you've never read it through. We made a commitment as a church that God would unite us together, bind us together, pull us together as a group, and that we're going to take that same plan and we're all going to read the Bible together this year. And, and a lot of people have taken that challenge and they took it seriously. They're fully committed. They're on time as of this morning and they will finish it if Jesus doesn't come back before you're in. But then there's another group. There's some that the commitment was just as real. They, they planned on finishing in the year, but right out of the gate. I mean, we started it on a Sunday afternoon. Now, you know, it was already behind time right to start with. So you had to go home and catch up. And they, they, they made a full commitment, but they've gotten two or three or four days behind. And, and it's kind of slipping, getting away. They haven't given up, but they, they, they're a little bit behind and they know it. But then there's a group that they got behind early. And, and three or four days into it, they tried to catch up, and they read a day or two, and, and they're like, man, I'm behind. They, they've had trouble trying to kind of work out this new time frame. Well, when am I going to do it? When am I going to work it into my day? And, and listen, reading the Bible through, this isn't a replacement for anything you're doing. This isn't to replace your study. This isn't to replace your devotion, replace anything. This is an addition to. And for this is those that if you're not doing anything... This is to help get started. All the way back to when we read the book of John together last year. And, and we, we read some different books of the Bible together. And, and God has got us working, doing some things together. So there are some in here that they started with a commitment. But they, they just got behind early. And to be honest, they, they pretty much already given up. They just don't see any way that they're going to catch back up and keep up. But then the fourth group they never committed to start with. Some may have thought they were going to do it, but they never really kicked off, never got it going. Some just said, man, I read the Bible through in a year or read the Bible every day. And, and they really didn't make a commitment. But, but the truth is, we're all here this morning. The title of the message there on New Year's Day was a resolution that matters. We talked about New Year's resolutions. We talked about how many people make New Year's resolutions every year. And the truth be known, the greatest majority of them fail. I did some studying this week, just looking at some statistics. Statistics show that only 9% of New Year's resolutions actually come to reality. So let's just say there's only 100 of us took the New Year's resolution. Say there's 100 in here that we agreed to read the Word of God together this year and, and to complete the Bible this year. That means out of 100, according to that statistic, only 9 are actually going to see it through. Then there's another statistic that said that 23% of them will fail within the first week. 23% of New Year's resolutions fail within the first week. So that means we lost 23 out of 100 before we came back on the second Sunday. But, but then the statistic says 64% will abandon the resolution before the end of January. That means that only 36 people will make it through January reading the Word of God. When we plan to do it the whole year. Now, I read an article that said it's official. February 1st is the day we call it quits. February 1st is the day that almost 90% of all New Year's resolutions have been abandoned. So here's what I see from these studies. If you and I can make it through January, then the likelihood of us completing it greatly increases. 
if we can just get through this month together. So at, at New Year's, we made this resolution that matters. It's not that your other resolutions don't matter. It's that we made this one to read the Bible through in a year. I want to encourage you. Listen closely. If you did not include yourself on January 1st, include yourself today. You, you hear me? Or are you with me? If you did not take the challenge January 1st to read the Bible through in a year, take the challenge today. Join the church that all of us read the Word of God together. I believe if God, I believe God's looking for a church to do something. I believe God's looking for a church to do something great. I believe God's looking for a church to use mightily. We pray God use us to be the church, to reach LaGrange, Georgia, to change our town one soul at a time, to make a difference in LaGrange, Georgia, for the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. We pray that prayer, and I know that God's looking for somebody to do that, but it's got to start with somebody that's committed to the book. He can't use anybody that's not ready to be used. It's got to, I'm just telling you, if you did not start on January 1st, today's a new day. I want you to sign up and start today. How many people in here, you truly, you just want to grow closer to God. That, that's all you want in your life. You just want to be closer to God. I, I'm not saying you want to be a missionary. I'm not saying you got you to travel into third world countries and put out the gospel. I'm not saying you got to be a preacher, Sunday school teacher. You just want to be closer to God. That, 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 that's all you want in your life. You want your, your relationship better. Can I tell you, you can't get there without reading the book. If you truly want to be closer to God, read that book and, and it'll be there. It, it'll teach us there. So this is where we start. It's not like it's going to be lights and sirens and thunder in the clouds every time you read it. It's not like you're going to learn some great doctrine every time you read it. It's not like you're going to become a, a doctor of theology after reading one day. But here's what I promise you. I can promise you this because I did it years ago. I can promise you this because many of you have. You know it's true. I can promise you this because it's from the book. If you will commit yourself to read this book, Look at where you are right now because you're going to need this. In one year from today, when you finish reading this book, look back and see how much more you know. You will have learned some things about God. You'll have learned some things about the book. You'll have learned some things about yourself. And here's what I know for a fact. One year from now, you'll be closer to God than you are right now if you spend a year reading the book. So I read a description this week of what a resolution really is. You ready? A resolution is simply admitting to ourselves that there's something in our life that needs to be changed. Simple enough, right? Do I need to read it again? A resolution is simply admitting to ourselves that there's something in our life that needs to be changed. We see a problem, we see a situation, we see something in our life that we know. It's not that we're doing something bad. You don't have to be doing something bad to do a New Year's resolution or, or resolution, period. You, you don't have to be caught up in bad stuff. It just means that we want something to be better. It, it doesn't have to mean I'm not a Christian or I'm living this ungodly life. It just means I want to be closer to God. It's just, it's just a resolution. The greatest majority of resolutions, of course, involve health care. The, the biggest one, of course, is weight loss. I'm not going to dive off into that. There's certainly nothing wrong with, with health care resolutions. There's not. God gave us this body. God put you in space. He expects you to take care of this body. Besides that, if you're a Christian, you're, you're the temple of God. God expects you to keep the temple clean. Make the bed when you get up in the morning. Do some dusting. Clean out the pantries. 
God expects us to keep the temple, the temple clean. So, so ju just like our body needs exercise to be strong, just like our body needs to exercise daily if we're going to stay physically fit, the same thing is true. Our faith has to be exercised if we're going to grow spiritually. Now, God wants us to be spiritually strong. That's why he has provided us with everything that we need. You know, when a baby is born, we give them milk. Why? Make them strong to grow. Give them energy to grow. This book right here has got everything you need from the smallest bottle of milk to the biggest full-course meal, including a T-bone steak and dessert. Everything you need for every phase of your life is right here in this book. So here's the question. A lot of Christians want to know, why do I need to read the book? Why, why is it that I need to read the Word of God myself? How does it help me grow spiritually? Well, for one, it points us to the truth. It points us to the truth about God, and it points to the truth about ourselves. We didn't know we were sinners until we were told. We didn't know what sin was until we were told. We also did not know that while we were yet sinners, that Jesus Christ climbed down out of glory and died on the cross. But because of the word of God, it tells us. It tells us the truth about sin. It tells us the truth about salvation. It tells us the truth about the ways of the world. It tells us the truth about the ways of God. It, it, see, it is the word of God that, that teaches us the truth. It teaches us about, about Jesus and about his, his great love for us. And I was reading a book. Billy Graham, it says, the Christian faith isn't just a matter of personal opinion or unfounded optimism. It's rooted in the unchanging truth of God, revealed to us in the pages of his written word. I love this. The Bible is the constant rain that waters the root system of our faith. You need to write that one down. Listen, listen, y'all didn't get that. The Bible is the constant rain that waters the root system of our faith. Listen, if you don't water a plant for a day, the plant won't die that day. But it'll lose a little bit of a shine. If you don't water a plant for the next day, the plant won't die that day. But it'll begin to wilt a little bit. If you don't water a plant again the next day, it won't die that day. But it will become noticeably wilted. If you don't water it for just a few more days, the petals will begin to fall off the flowers. It will lose its flowers. You know why? Because it does, it's not strong enough to produce fruit. The Bible talks about producing fruit. But if you leave it without water too long, it'll get to where it can't produce fruit. But then if you don't water it long enough, it will die. So let me give you a little gardening tip for those of you who got flowers and you have trouble keeping them alive. Water them in the mornings. Free enough. Water your plants in, in the morning. <clears throat> it's better to apply it in the morning and energize it than to apply it in the evening and try to revitalize it. I will tell you this. If you forget to water it in the morning, oh, it will greatly thank you if you water it when you get home in the evening. It's not that the water doesn't do any good if it's applied in the latter part of the day or even in the evening. But the water is best when it is applied in the morning. Let me give you another one. Spraying it all over the leaves ain't doing you no good. 
You want to apply it to the root. You put the water in the root system that will supply the plant so that it stays healthy and produces fruit throughout the day. The same thing is true in our faith. The same thing is true in our Christian lives, in our Christian walk, in our Christian example to the world. The water is going to do the most good for us when we applied it in the morning, before we got out in the heat, before we got out in the world, before we got out into the challenges, before we got out into the temptations, before we got out into the trials. The water is going to do us the most good in the morning time. Any day. Any day that you do not apply the water, you're not going to die that day. But you're going to lose a little shine. See, see, one, one, one day, one day we lose, we lose a little bit of water. We lose a little shine. And every day that we stay away from the word of God, every day that we stay away from the book is one day further away from the will of God. So when a plant is severely wilted, and, and you come in and you ain't noticed in a few days and there it is dropping its flowers off and, and the leaves are all wilted, it looks bad. What's the solution? Just add water. When, when, you, when you come in and, and you've been out working all day and you've been out in the heat and, and you're really thirsty, what's the solution? Just add water. If your soul is thirsty and you truly want to grow closer to God, what's the solution? You just add water. You know, the, the world's always searching for the fountain of youth. Somebody say amen. I mean, there's a fortune spent in America every year trying to stay young, look young, be something that we're not. I mean, a fortune spent because they're always looking for the fountain of youth. As a matter of fact, when, when Christopher Columbus was selling a, a Spanish explorer that sailed with him, y'all know why there's a Ponce de Leon? Y'all know who Ponce de Leon is? So, so he traveled with him, and, and he left looking for the magic water. You know what he was looking for? The fountain of youth. True story. You know what he found? <laughs> State of Florida. I guess that's why all the snowbirds get tired of shoveling 12 foot of snow everywhere, and they head down there, but I promise you that's not the fountain of youth. What the world is looking for in the fountain of youth is nothing more than, than a mirage. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 14 that the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. The fear of the Lord means pretty much the exact opposite of what it sounds like in, in our English language. The fear of the Lord means to have an absolute reverence for the Lord. To seek him, to desire him, and to love him with all of our heart, mind, body, and soul. The fear of the Lord is a positive quality, something to be desired in our lives. Now, here's what the Bible tells us about it. Job chapter 28, verse 28, the Bible says, he said, Behold, for the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. To depart from evil is understanding. Psalms 19, 19, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Psalms 111, 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise endureth forever. 
Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 8, 13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride, arrogance in the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. Proverbs 9, 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 10, 27, the fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Proverbs 14, 26, in the fear of the Lord... In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. Proverbs 15, 33, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Isaiah chapter 33 says in verse number 6, Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of understanding. If you want to increase your understanding and grow closer to God, you just just add water. This is water to the thirsty soul. This is living water, a well of water. This is the fountain of life. A well of water. Jesus talks about he himself being a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Revelation chapter 21. The Bible says, beginning in verse 5, that he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. He said unto me, Right, for these words are true and faithful. He said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that cometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. If you want your life to be better, just add water. If you want your life to shine brighter, just add water. If you want to produce more fruit in your life, just add water. If you want to know if fruit producing is important, you ain't read the book yet. Fruit, fruit is a character trait of the children of God. Ye shall know them by their fruits. It is important that we produce fruit in our lives. The Bible, y'all know I was, I was reading Billy Graham, right? I, I, got, I got sidetracked on the water. Y'all mind if I pick up where I left off? The Bible is the constant rain that waters the root system of our faith. Still Billy Graham. How can we make right decisions in life? By applying biblical principles. The world has its own values and goals, but they will never give us the peace that we seek. Oh, yeah. Still Billy Graham. Y'all ready for this one? You ready? Say, say amen if you're ready. Don't be intimidated by the Bible or think it's impossible to understand. Even if you only read a few verses a day, God can use it to reshape your life. Take advantage of the opportunities to learn the Bible from others, from your pastor, from respected teachers, even from Christian books and devotions. But do not let anything replace your personal reading of the Scriptures. It is a priceless gift to you. You can be in church every time the doors open, and I hope you are. I hope God blesses you, and I hope you bless others. But nothing replaces your reading the Bible. Nothing will teach you like your reading the Bible. Nothing will grow you closer to God than reading the Bible for yourself. The truth is, we're, we're, we're just people. I mean, Robert Morgan said, our minds are vaults especially designed to stockpile the seeds of God's word. Remember when God created us, remember, remember the Rick Warren quote? We were created by God 
and for God. And until you understand that, life just won't make sense. That, that's kind of somewhere in the neighborhood of. We were created by God and for God. Our minds were created to absorb God's word. He says to stockpile the seeds of God's word. So, so here's what I want us to do this morning. I want us to, to review our, our resolution. And, and for those that, that are behind, may, maybe some have given up. Maybe some never got started. I want you to know it's okay. We're, we're going to make a resolution to our resolution. Because the truth is we're all just people, right? We see a need for a change. And in all honesty, we, we won't change. That's why we made the resolution in the first place. But, but then life happens. But then, then busy happens. I mean, everything changed. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but several of you were affected. Nobody knew the storms were coming through, Right? Nobody knew some of your houses were going to get destroyed. Some of your houses were going to get damaged. Some of you had no idea where you were going to be. Things happen. And it doesn't have to be as severe as the, storm, as the tornadoes all happen. Just things happen in life. Something happened in the morning. Your wife had a flat tire. I mean, something just got out of whack. And before you know it, you're a couple days behind. I mean, the reality is you started with good intentions, but, but life just comes along. Before we know it, we're, we're behind. And you, and you get so far behind that, well, it's easier to just, just give up. It's easier to just give in. Matter of fact, we're, we're coming up on National Signing Day. February 1st, the statistics said that's the day when people sign off on their resolutions. That, that is the most common day when people officially, it doesn't matter that they gave up in week one. They don't officially write it off until the calendar turns to February, right? Just so far behind, I'm not going to catch up now anyway. Now, here's reality. If you're just a day or two, maybe three behind, catch it up. Just catch it up. It's not that hard. I mean, if you're, if you're three days behind, got a half hour read, catch it up. And, and, and then just stay on track. But if you're, if you're several days behind, I mean, we're only 22 days into it, right? So if you're several days behind, the odds of you catching up while keeping up become very slim. It's okay. tell you what we're going to do for, for, for those who either didn't have a commitment on January 1st I, I, I want you to understand it is important to me because I know what it'll do for you this isn't an assignment. This isn't an assignment given by me. This, this is already given by God. It's important to me for you to be a part of this. Because I know what it will do for your life. I know what God will do in your heart. I know what it will do for your family. I know what it will do for your children. I know what it will do for your neighbors. I know what it will do for your coworkers. I know what it will do in your life. So I want you to, to join in. I know what it will do for this church. If this whole church comes together and we're practicing and praying and preparing for he's alive and reading the word of God together, we begin to see the things that God could do in this place. So I want you to start over today. Now for those that are on track, you're on track. Those that are two or three days behind, just catch up. If you're any further behind than that, listen, I'll, I'll give you a free pass. You got Easter play practice today. We got the men's meeting down here tonight. 
Um, Alex will, will be teaching tonight. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'll give you a free pass. January 23rd, tomorrow morning, water your plants. Fair enough. And, and I promise you this. If you start on January 23rd and you make it to December 31st, you won't have to push yourself to make it them last 23 days so that on this time next year, you have read God's entire book through them one year. And all it took was 12, 14, 15 minutes a day. Let me, let me answer this question. Why, why is it so important? Why, why, why is it so important for me to read the Bible? Well, why is it so important for you yourself to read the Bible? David said in Psalms 119, With my whole heart have I sought thee. Let me not wander from thy commandments. No, number one, we're not seeking God if we're not reading his word. And, and number two, we're, we're, not, we're, we're not going to keep the commandments if we're not reading the commandments. If we're not keeping them close to us. But, but he goes on in verse number 11. He says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. How, how can we expect to live our lives pleasing to God if we won't even read what he already wrote to us? Oftentimes, oftentimes we, we pray. We pray. I say we. They, they ain't one of us here and ain't guilty. We pray and we ask God questions that he's already given us the answer to. If we just take time to read it. Verse number 12, he says, Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. If we will sincerely pray and we will sincerely read his written word, God will honor that prayer. God will teach us his book. People ask about discouragement. You know, I get behind, I get down, I, I wanted to keep up and... <laughs> You know, I've already, I've got failures in my life here. The discouragement from that. And I wanted to read the Bible, but I got behind. Oh, I'm just a failure. I don't know how I'm going to keep up. And people become discouraged. Billy Graham said, I've never met anyone who spent time in daily prayer, studied God's word regularly, and was strong in faith, who was ever discouraged for very long. There's your key. He, he, he doesn't say that, that you'd never be discouraged. He, he doesn't say that. That, that discouragement would, would never come. But what he said was just keep adding the water. And it'll wash the discouragements away. Just keep applying the word to your life. And the discouragement won't last for very long. Listen, age doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Gen Z baby boomer. It don't matter. All, all is the same. Paul, he's up in years when he wrote his letter to a young man by the name of Timothy. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, he said in verse number 9, this is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially for those that believe. These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth. Be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. It doesn't matter how young we are. doesn't matter how old we are. The word of God is our strength. The word of God is our sufficiency. The word of God is our comfort. Psalms chapter 32, the Lord says in verse number 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. It really is this simple. If you want to grow in the Lord, read the book. If you want to grow closer to the Lord, 
read the book. If you want to be more in tune with God, read the book. If you want to live your life pleasing to God, read the book. If you want to see God's hand in your life and your family and everything that you're faced with, read the book. If we want to grow in our faith, we simply read the book. Not only is it necessary for, for nutrition, but God commanded us to do so. Deuteronomy chapter 6, the Bible says in verse number 1, that these are the commandments, the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that ye might do them in the land where you go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God. There it is again. That thou might love God, have a, a yearning for God, for the things of God, to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, that, thou mayest, that thy days may be prolonged. Y'all going to know the rest of them because every baby dedication that I've ever done, I read verses 5 through 9. Here's what we're supposed to be doing. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. These words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand. that shall be as frontless between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. Sounds like to me God's pretty serious about reading the book, doesn't it? Sounds like to me God's pretty adamant about, hey, I gave you a love letter. I gave you instructions. I gave you hope. I gave you understanding. I gave you love. I gave you everything you need. Just read the book. So here's our resolution to our resolution. For those of you that are on track, finish it. Finish it. Don't let anything get in the way. Listen, the devil understands. Anybody listen, raise your hand if you're still awake. I'm done. Just raise your hand if you're still awake. The devil understands more than anything what this book will do for your life. The devil knows more than you or anybody else on here. The devil knows what this book will do for your family. What this book will do for your hope. What this book will do for your character. What this book will do for producing fruit. How this book will change your life to be a light in the midst of a dark world. That you walk into a dark room. You know, we've talked about it a lot of times, right? When you walk in and turn on a light, darkness has got to get out of town, right? We talk about it all the time. Light and dark cannot cohabitate. When light is on, dark is out. And the devil knows that this book will turn your light on in a way that when you walk into a room, death and hell's got to get out of town. The dirty jokes have got to stop. The filthy language has got to clean up because you make a difference. The devil knows that this book will change your life and he's going to do everything he can to stop you from reading it. He's going to do everything he can to stop your New Year's resolution. Some of you has already gotten in there. Well, that's all right. We're going to drop kicking. Start over. The books are out there. If you don't have one, get one. If you need a reading plan, it's posted on YouTube. It's posted on our on our app, it's posted on our Facebook page, posted on everything we got, a reading plan. You can use your own Bible. Just go so that we're all reading the same plan together. We're all on the same. Listen, it doesn't matter. You could have just started in Genesis and read all the way through. We just picked the plan so that we're all doing the same thing on the same time so that we can come through at the same speed, right? 
So if you made your commitment, you're on track. Finish it. Don't expect to finish it without challenges. Just finish it. If you made your commitment and you've fallen behind, recommit yourself. Recommit yourself. I'm going to start in the morning. See, that's a free pass. You ain't even got got to make it up today. Go home and after Easter play and after the men's meeting, go home and catch the tail end of a blowout NFL game. I mean, it don't matter. Georgia's already won. Everything that matters is over. So just go home and waste your time watching the NFL. Start tomorrow morning. If you didn't make a commitment January 1st, make it today. Make it today. Listen, I, I am giving you, I am giving you from this book what will change your life. And I'm giving it to you because I want to see your life. I, I, I want to see everything in your life better. And I just know this is where the answer is at. Our text this morning says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. But I want you to pay attention. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. If you truly are thirsty for the word of God, if you truly are thirsty to be closer to God, just add water. I want to ask you guys, would you stand right where you are? Band, you guys can come on up. I'm going to ask for those of you, for those of you who are making a commitment today to finish the book through, I, I want you to do something. I want you to pray for yourself right now. Yes, I want you to pray for, for the sick, and I want you to pray for our country and everything they pray for. But for right now, I want you to pray for you. Because the devil is going to do everything he can to stop you. You can't make a commitment and not expect opposition. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Pray for yourself. Father, I make a commitment right now. I'm going to read your book. I'm going to read your word. Don't make a commitment to God and not keep it. Father, with your help, with your strength, I'm asking to hedge your protection around me, around my family, around everything that matters, God. But I'm asking you to strengthen me, Father. I, I want to read your book. It doesn't matter if you've read it through 15 times. Together as a church this year, we're going to read it through together. If you've never read it through, it's something you need to do. Now I want you to pray for somebody else. I want you to pray with me. If there's anybody in here, anybody on live stream, YouTube, wherever they're at, if they've never trusted Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, would you pray for them right now? Would you pray that the Holy Spirit would reach out and draw somebody right now? Pray for them. You don't have to know them, who they are, where they are. It doesn't matter. They're just like us. They're just lost and separated from God, but the blood of Jesus is sufficient. If you're in this place, if you're watching on live stream, if you've never trusted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, this is your day. This is the day to make the most important decision you'll ever make. For all is sin to come short of the glory of God. We know that. For that reason, we're sinners. We inherited it. We know that the wages of sin is death. Romans 6, 23 tells us that it is. It says, but the gift of God 
is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift of God is life. The gift of God is the cross. The gift of God is the blood. The gift of God is that name that he sang about. It's the name of Jesus. That's the gift of God. The gift does you no good if you don't reach out and take it. Are you willing to say, Father, just forgive me of my sins? Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I just want to be saved. I want to go to heaven when I die. I'm asking you, Lord, to wash away all my sins. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life that I might be a child of God. See, if you would say that prayer, that's not a lip service. You don't get to put it out with your lips and go back to living the old life. If you said that prayer and you surrendered your heart, then old things truly do pass away. Behold, all things become new. You become a new creature in Christ. You're a child of the King. The Holy Spirit will move inside and begin to help you. I will encourage you. If you said that prayer today, go ahead and join us. There's nothing you will do in your new Christian walk that will help you more than reading the book. Don't worry about it if you don't understand something today. Don't worry about it. Don't worry if you read something you feel like it's over your head. Don't worry about it if it's confusing to you. Just keep reading it. Just keep reading it. Just keep reading it. Just keep reading it. And the Holy Spirit will begin to teach you. It'll begin to make sense. If you gain one little nugget, and that's all you gain every day, at the end of this year, you gain 365 nuggets. If you don't gain but one little thing each day, just keep reading it. 